Go ahead and give that praise to the Lord. He's worthy. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Hallelujah. Look at somebody close to you and tell them they look better when they come to the house of God. That might have been hard for some of you to do. But you do look better when you... I didn't say they look better, just look better when they come to the house of God. So you can say that. Amen. Turn with me, if you will, to the book of Genesis, the ninth chapter, beginning with verse 9. And uh, we'll take our thought from there tonight, if you will. The Bible said, And I behold... I establish my covenant with you. Everybody say my covenant. And with your seed after you. And with every living creature that is with you. This covenant's not just for mankind, but every living creature that is with us. Of the fowl, of the cattle, of every beast of the earth with you. From all that go out of the ark to every beast of the earth. And I will establish my covenant. Everybody say my covenant with you. Neither shall all flesh be cut off anymore by the waters of a flood. Neither shall there anymore be a flood to destroy the earth. And God said. This is the token of the covenant. Everybody say the token of the covenant. Which I make between me and you and every living creature that is with you. Again, he's not forgetting any living creature. Uh, And that's going to be for perpetual generations. Then he goes on to say, I do set my bow in the cloud, and it shall be for a token of a covenant. There it is again, between me and the earth. And it shall come to pass when I bring a cloud over the earth that the bow shall be seen in the cloud. And I will remember... my covenant which is between me and you and every living creature of all flesh he just keeps on repeating who it's going to be to and what it's going to be to and the waters shall no more become a flood to destroy all flesh and the bow shall be in the cloud and I will look upon it that I may remember the everlasting covenant between God and every living creature of all flesh that is upon the earth. And God said unto Noah, This is the token of the covenant which I have established between me and all flesh that is upon the earth. Six or eight times he keeps using the term covenant. But one time he said, the cloud, the bow in the cloud, 
is going to be for a token of the covenant. Let me preach to you or teach to you, whatever. If you holler loud, it's preaching. If you talk, it's teaching. So I don't know where we'll wind up here, somewhere maybe between. But let me, let me talk to you about a rainbow in the cloud. That is blessed assurance. The cloud was assurance to the children of God and to God's creation. You may be seated. A rainbow is an optical and meteorological phenomenon that is caused by reflection, refraction, and dispersion of light and water droplets resulting in a spectrum of light appearing in the sky. It takes the form of a multicolored arch, rainbows caused by sunlight always appear in the section of sky directly opposite the sun. Now, the secular world, the ungodly, the heathen, when you say rainbow, they automatically think of the flag or the symbol of the homosexual and gay community. But I got news for you. God destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah and the rainbow was not a sign that they were all right. In fact, he destroyed them. Let me, and I, 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 wanna, I wanna tell you, we love the sinner, but we hate the sin. And we've got to preach against it. So I'm not trying to be harsh to a community of people just except to tell you that God can deliver you and will deliver you with that and give you a better covenant. Oh, I'm glad to know that tonight. And this closeted gay people historically used bright colors to signal their homosexuality to each other. Wearing the signs, wearing the symbols, wearing the colors, placing it here and placing it there. Again, God had no intention of them using this as their sign. The sign of the rainbow is to tell people and the animals that God is not going to be in the destruction business forever. Hallelujah. Whether proverbs and paradoxes discuss the meteorological justifications of some proverbs associated with rainbows, I'm told, such as rainbow at night, shepherds delight. Rainbow in morning, shepherds take warning. There be a rainbow in the eve, it will rain and leave. But if there be a rainbow in the morrow, it will neither lend nor borrow. And rainbow to windward, foul fall the day. Rainbow to leeward, damp runs away. I don't know about all of that, but I do know one thing. Out of God's wrath shines love. Sometimes wrath has to come because he's God. 
God wouldn't really be the God if he had, didn't have the wrath of God to take care of the wrong. Right? So out of God's wrath uh, uh, shines love. As the rainbow shines out of the storm. Am I right? If it repenteth him that he hath made man, it's only because man is spoiling and ruining himself and wasting the gifts of the goodness of God by their own worldliness and wickedness. If God sends a flood to destroy all living things, he will show by putting the rainbow in the cloud that floods and destruction... Floods and destruction and anger are not his rule. That his rule is sunshine and peace and order and not storm and not problems and not difficulties. The rainbow or the bow was used, rather the bow was used as a weapon, but this bow in the cloud directed upwards and not towards the earth. I'm bringing, I'm taking the wrath away. We perhaps make, somebody said, too much of clouds. But the prophet tells us the clouds are the dust of his feet. Naaman said it. And the psalmist tells us that he makes the clouds his chariot oft times. And he once came to his disciples walking on the waters. The clouds are the way by which he comes down to people's hearts or brings them up to him. It may be in a cloud, it may be a cloud in our families, a cloud impending over our circumstances. But I'm telling you, God walks on the clouds. That's what the Bible said. And the clouds of the earth are, are the clouds are just the dust of his feet. Praise God! I'm serving a big God. If his he walks on the clouds, a bow in the cloud, in the dark cloud, a light comes shining through. Through his judgment, also comes his mercy. Not just to mankind, but the creatures benefited from this token of the rainbow. All living creatures, he said, of every kind. He mentioned that three or four times. Humans, birds, beasts, and wild animals are encompassed in this wonderful covenant. He was speaking about the animals and birds, of course, that Noah had kept safe in the ark during the flood, I, I heard something or read something the other day. This is not even in line with what I'm talking about, but it just hit me. It said, if you got to fight, I mean, it said, don't fight. But if you have to fight, fight like the third monkey on the ramp towards the ark. Pretty good. <laughs> Sometimes you have to fight for your right to serve God. You have to fight your way up. Now, let's get back to the rainbow and the cloud. He was speaking about, again, the animals and birds that Noah had kept safe in the ark during the flood. When the apostle John, watch this, 
beheld the throne room of heaven, what did he see? He saw four unusual living creatures worshiping before God's throne, each one having a different face, Revelation 4 tells us. The first had a face like a lion, the second like a calf, the third like a man, and the fourth like an eagle. These four faces paralleled the four kinds of creatures with whom God made this covenant. Wild bees, cattle, humans, and birds. Look back over it again if you want to. These creatures are represented perpetually before the throne of God because I'm told, that, of course, the Lord is concerned about his creation. They remind us all that, that all creation worships and praises the God who provides for his creatures and rejoices in their worship. Uh, you, you, you wonder how an animal can worship. I don't know a whole lot about it, but I do know he, he said, uh, the patriarch said, I called a witness against you this day, heaven and earth. Let me tell you something. If mankind's not going to serve him, heaven's going to rejoice. If mankind's not going to rejoice and serve him, animals will. That's right. Angels and beasts, heaven and earth. Oh, I don't, did you preach, was it you that preached about the rock the other day? It was good, it was good, it was good then. It, was, it must have been you. Let me tell you something, I'm not planning on letting the angels out worship me. I've been redeemed by the blood, they hadn't. I'm not gonna let the, the lions and the tigers and the dogs out worship me and the rocks out worship me. Hallelujah. I'm not going to let heaven and earth out worship me. I've been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Oh, let's love him just a little bit. Hallelujah. Can you imagine the fear, the apprehension, the wonder of the people that come off of the ark? All the others were destroyed, of course. Can you imagine the wonder of them of every time it was going to rain, every time it rained, whoa, are we in for another flood? Can you, and, 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 and knowing how God created the animals, even the animals could detect what just happened, if you will, by the flood, and reckon, I say that sometimes, and one of my granddaughters got me for it. She said, reckon, what does that mean? <laughs> but but, uh, but uh, don't, don't you suppose, that's a good way, that's a better way to say than reckon, I guess. Don't you suppose that every time that the rain started, they were about to wonder, is this going to happen again? Oh, but. God said, I'm going to give you a sign that it's never going to happen again. It's never going to get that bad again. I'm just here to tell somebody, God's going to bring you through. It's not going to be that bad that you can't make it. You can go all the way with him. In this covenant, God promised unconditionally that he would never send another flood. He did not condition it with man's goodness or his, or his 
evil action. He did not condition it with it. But he said he would never send another flood to destroy all life on the earth. As though to make it emphatic, three times in essence, he said it never again. He didn't lay down any conditions, again, that men and women had to obey. He simply stated the fact that there would be no more universal floods. From that day on, Noah and his family could enjoy life and not worry about it. Every time it rained, is this going to be the end for us? Oh, I'm just here to preach to you. Let your problems come. Let them come. You don't have to fear. It's not going to take you out. I don't know who I'm preaching to, but I believe God's here tonight for some reason to tell somebody it's going to be all right. You're going to make it. Oh, just let me, just let me go ahead and tell you one of my favorite sayings. It's going to be all right in the end. If it's not all right, it's not the end. Oh, let's say it together. It's going to be all right in the end. If it's not all right, it's not the end. I don't know what you're facing, but I do know one thing. You, go, you can make it because it's not going to get too bad that you can't make it. A covenant sign to help his people remember his covenants. God would give them a visible sign. His covenant with Abraham was sealed with a sign of circumcision. The Mosaic Covenant at Sinai was the sign of the weekly Sabbath. God's covenant with Noah and the animal creation was sealed with the sign of the rainbow. Whenever people saw the rainbow, they would remember God's promise that no future storm would ever become a worldwide flood that would destroy us again. Whoa, Brother Reggie, I just want to tell you, just because you have a little challenge every now, it's not the end of it. Pick up and go. It's not going to get that bad again. It don't have to get that bad again. Right? Three men in Scripture saw significant rainbows. Apostle John, rainbow around about the throne before the storm. Watch this. John saw the rainbow round about the throne before the storm. The prophet Ezekiel saw the rainbow in the midst of the storm. Noah saw the rainbow after the storm, just as God's people see it today. I want to tell you, we can see the rainbow before the storm, in the middle of the storm, and after the storm. Hallelujah. Mark Twain and his friend William Dean Howells stepped out of church just as a violent rainstorm began. Howells said, I wonder if it will ever stop. I wonder if it will stop. And Mark Twain replied, it always has. You know, I was... I was uh, must have been about 26 years old. Sister Wilson, Sister Pat, and I live right out here somewhere, about maybe about where Brother Craig is sitting. There was a 10 by 50 house trailer over here. Nice. Oh, it's nice. 
and I drove a, I drove a school bus to help me with the, the $35 I was making a week from the church back in those days. I think Daddy went up on it when, I, when we married, didn't you, baby? I think it went up to 50 and, and grocers, grocers back then was $17 and a half a week. And I mean, am I, am I right? And you didn't just, you know, you just didn't have it. We didn't, you didn't, we just didn't have it. So you managed, just what you did. Now, where in the world was I going with that story? <laughs> we was living over here in the trailer. And um, it'll be all right in the end. <laughs> I'm going to get back there some of these days. Y'all got me on a run, on a rabbit run here. <laughs> Let me think a minute. Oh, yeah, I know where I was. I was driving a school bus. Am I right? Driving a school bus. And that, that nine months of that school year, Brother Billy, it rained, I think, think it rained every smacking day. I was the new boy on the uh, bus team. I was the youngest, latest, hired bus. They gave me the worst bus in, in, in the whole lineup of buses. Brother, uh, Brother Kevin, your granddaddy was the bus maintenance man, had the shop out there, other side of the funeral. He probably had to work on my bus more than he did all the rest of them put together. But I'm telling you, talking about raining, that's what I'm talking about tonight, isn't it? It, it rained, that old bus was so loose that you know you got the you got the motor and all that part out front and then the bus part hooked on to it mine was barely hooked on <laughs> but but it would come down through the middle of uh, between between the bus and the motor and and it would leak down through there and I it was cold back in those days and it, 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 it rained down through there. And I remember putting plastic bags or I don't even, I don't think they even had Walmart bags back then. I don't think Walmart was even born. But, but plastic bags have somehow put it on my foot to keep, the, keep, keep my feet dry. Oh, yes, and I guess I wondered back then. I should have been, I should have had this Bible study back then. But I'm telling you, it's not going to rain always. It's not going to be a flood forever always. The rainbow is equally dependent for its existence upon the storm. Wouldn't be a rainbow without the storm, without the darkness. It's, it, 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 it's dependent on, on, on the storm and the sunshine to make the rainbow. It's going to rain, but it will stop. It won't get too bad. It rains on the just and the unjust. 
On the positive and the negative, God hasn't promised that we'll never experience storms, but he has promised that the storms won't destroy us. Oh, that's a good place to say amen. He has promised that the storms won't destroy us. When you pass through the waters, Isaiah 43, when you pass through the waters, I'll be with you. Know what it said? And through the rivers thou shalt not overflow thee. When thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be burned, neither shall the flame kindle. Oh, yes. When the clouds appear and the sun is hidden, we have nothing to fear because there is a rainbow. God put it out there a long time ago. And it's still happening today. Where's, where, there, see that rainbow right there? You know where that rainbow is? You know where that rainbow was? I was in Eureka, California. We went to a little town called Ferndale, which is just south of Eureka, like right off of 101 Highway, the main highway that goes, the old main highway. It's actually the, 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 the coast highway, if you will. And, and, and that, that was stretched. Isn't that a gorgeous picture taken with an I-12 iPhone? But, uh, and, 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 and we, I, I, we, we just got to remember that when times get tough, it's always easy to forget. When we get down and when we get low and when we get discouraged, we just have to go back and look at the rainbow again. And we know that all things work together, Romans 8, 28, for good to them that love God and are called according to his purpose. It didn't say that all things work together for good to everybody. The world can't use that verse. But to them that love God, all things are going to work together for the good to them that love God and are called according to his purpose. But the rainbow isn't only for us to see, but it's for the Lord said, I, he said, I will look upon it. Certainly God doesn't forget his covenants with his people, but this is just another way of assuring us that blessed assurance that we don't need to be afraid because God's going to look at the rainbow too. When we look at the rainbow, we know that our heavenly Father is also looking at the rainbow. and Therefore, it becomes a bridge that brings us back together. How often after a terrible flood must Noah, that, that flood that Noah was in and his sons have felt anxious when a time of heavy rain set in. The rivers Euphrates and Tigris rose over their banks and submerged to the low-level land. But if for a while their hearts misgave them, they had a cheering sign to hear this, to reassure them. For in the heaviest purple and dark storm cloud stands the rainbow, recalling again to their minds the promise of God. Watch Isaiah. Watch Isaiah as he writes, as he draws off of this rainbow covenant. Watch, watch it. I, I thought, as I looked at this, I'm thinking, wow. He, he, he must have known about the rain. Isaiah 54, 7 
through 10. For a small moment have I, what? A small moment have I forsaken thee. But with, back when I was in, in grammar school, if you didn't know the next word, if you didn't, couldn't read it, you'd just stop right there and somebody else would finish it for you. So finish it for me tonight, okay? For a small moment I have I forsaken thee, but with great mercies will I gather thee. In a, in a little wrath, I hid my face from thee for a moment. It's great mercies, but little. Are you reading it? Little wrath. I hid my face from thee for a moment. But with everlasting kindness will I have mercy on thee, saith the Lord, thy Redeemer. For this is as the waters, he, he's bringing it up now, the waters of Noah unto me, for as I have sworn that the waters of Noah should no more go over the earth, so have I sworn that I would not be wroth with thee, nor rebuke thee. God is just saying it again by words. For the mountains shall depart, and the hills be removed. But my kindness shall not depart from thee, neither shall the covenant of my peace be removed, saith the Lord that hath mercy on thee. Little wrath, great mercy. That's the kind of God I want to serve. Oh, yeah. What, what did the writer say? His mercy is new every morning. Man, I woke up this morning to brand new mercies. Not old, worn out mercies, Brother Patton, but new mercies. Aren't you glad? Oh, some of us really need his mercy, don't we? Oh, yes, thank God. Don't despair. Wait on it. Wait on it. The rainbow will appear. There is a ray of hope. Where there's no cloud, there can be no bow. The clouds of suffering makes the promises precious. Though the cloud may cover and overwhelm us, the bow spans the entire cloud and reaches on both sides from earth to heaven. Is that still up there? Look how far that rainbow is reaching. Though we prize the bow and fear the cloud, the real value is generally in the cloud rather than the bow. Because with the cloud, the bow comes forth. Let's think about the bow. A bow is an instrument of war, but God is transforming it into a picture of his grace and faithfulness. It's a guarantee of peace. God could certainly turn the bow of judgment upon us, but we've broken his law because we broke his law and deserve judgment. But he has turned the bow again toward heaven and take the punishment for us himself. When Jesus died on the cross, it was the just one suffering for the unjust. And he bore the suffering that rightfully belonged to us. He let the rainbow take care of it. Rainbows are caused by the sunlight filtering through the water in the air. Each drop becoming a prism to release the colors hidden in the white light of the sun. Rainbows are fragile, fragile but beautiful, and nobody has to pay to see them. 
their lovely colors speak to us of what Peter called the manifold grace of God. The Greek word translated manifold, watch this. The Greek word translated manifold means various, many, colored, variegated. The rainbow reminds us of God's gracious covenant and the many colored graces of God. When you think you've seen the prettiest color, just take another look. God's grace comes right through one more time. I'm not talking about just his, I'm not just talking about the undeserving mercies of God, but I'm talking about the grace of God that gives us power, the grace to stand. It brought us salvation. It taught us to deny ungodliness and worldly lust. Oh, yes. As the rainbow spans the vault of the sky and becomes a link between earth and heaven, so is the person of the work of Jesus Christ. We are linked. We have a mediator. He is the man, Christ Jesus. The covenant needs no token as far as God's concerned. Tokens are given again for us. We're prone to forget, so we have to be reminded. That's why we have to come back to church and hear the word again. We may not see a, a, a colorful rainbow every time we wake up in the morning, but we live by his word. We're cleansed by his word. Aren't, aren't we? So we have to come back and see the rainbow again. Covenant with Noah was connected with a sacrifice. It was indeed founded on one. 10,000. Somebody said rainbows since since have arched our earth and then melted in the clouds. But the rainbow of God's mercy in the Lord Jesus abides forever. Sister Pat and I were driving home from Louisiana, Alexandria, Louisiana, several, few, several years ago. Man, it rained. It was raining like rip. I mean, it was, there's not many times that I ever stop for the rain. I mean, I just try to plow on. And, and, but that night it was so bad. And I'm, I mean, it's out in the middle of, of, of nowhere. It, you know, you just don't want to get hung up out there on that lonely country highway. And uh, I'm thinking, wow, this is, this is some storm. But this very simple but profound thought, I guess, came to me. It's not going to rain always. We're going to get out of this. We're going to get out of this. Cynthia Clossom sung a song, It Won't Rain Always. Someone said, and in each life some rain is bound to fall, and each one sheds his share of tears, and troubles, troubles us all. But the hurt can't hurt forever, and the tears are sure to dry, and it won't rain always. The clouds will soon be gone. The sun that they've been hiding has been there all along. It's up there. We just can't see it. as rain between us, right? And it won't rain always. 
God's promises are true. The sun's going to shine in his own good time. And he will see you through. Oh, yeah. It's not going to rain always. I don't know what you're going through tonight. Maybe nothing. You may be, everything may be smooth as silk. Everything may be fine. But as Pastor preached the other day, you're going to need this message somewhere in time. Because it's going to rain, it's going to storm. But you can't look up and see the rainbow. You know, I'm told that you have to be standing in the right position to see the rainbow in its fullness or in, in, in its best, if you will. And you can't see it all at just any angle. There's got to be a place that you'd be able... Two observers, in other words, do not and cannot see the same rainbow. In fact, each eye sees its own rainbow. That ought to preach. Sister Allen, you've been through a lot over the past. How long have you been in church? Tell us how old you are and then, and then tell us when you got it. We'll, no, I'm kidding. 50 years. You've been through a lot. You've seen a lot of rainbows in your time. I had not seen the same rainbows you have, but I've seen my own. Let me tell you something. Every man is going to have to finish his own course. Paul said, I finish my course. Brother Brad, you've had a course that I hadn't had, brother. Paul, you've had a different course than Brad had. All of us have had our own course. But I tell you what, we can see our own rainbow at our own time, at the right time, and God sends them. Isn't that right? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. There hath no temptation. 1 Corinthians 10, 13. I'm in the closing mode now, okay? There hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able, but will, will, with the rain, with the temptation, also make a way to escape, that ye may be able to bear it. Rainbow. There's a promise. It's not going to get too bad that you can't make it. God will not allow it to get, but with every problem and every challenge, he will give you a way to escape. 12, 9 in 2 Corinthians. And he saith unto me, my grace is sufficient for thee, and my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. His grace is sufficient. 3325 of Deuteronomy. Thy shoes shall be iron and brass, and as thy days, so shall thy strength be. 
Let the storm come. Let the problems arise. Let it rain. But you're going to have strength for the day. 2 Corinthians 4, 8, and 9. We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. There's the rainbow again. What shall we then say to these things? Romans 8, 31. If God be for us, who can be against us? One little boy said, if God be for us, everybody else might as well be. If God be for us, who can be against us? You know what God, God was saying? He was saying, like Daddy prayed, I suppose. I wish, I wish some of you folks could have known Daddy. Brother Paul, did you know Daddy? You didn't ever meet Daddy. Uh, who else has never met my Daddy? Never met. You never met my, never met Daddy. You're not old enough. Some of you are not old enough. Brother Coker, you never did know Daddy. You would have loved Daddy, and Daddy would have loved you. Oh, yeah. But God was saying by the rainbow what Daddy was saying when he prayed. I've heard him pray, Brother Ronnie. He'd say, God, let, not, let nothing be too wrong. It's okay for things to be tough, but don't let it be too wrong. And God was saying by the rainbow. <laughs> Isn't that right? It's not going to be too wrong. Hold on to your promises, folks. He said, I'll never leave thee nor forsake thee. It's going to be all right in the end. If it's not all right, it's not the... What? All generations to come. The perpetual generation says... Woo, think about it. Talking about the rainbow and the cloud. One of these days, he's coming back in the clouds. Don't be afraid of your clouds. Don't be afraid of your problems. Don't be afraid of your disappointments. Look at the cloud that you're going through right now. It may be the cloud that Jesus is coming back on. I mean, your cloud, your cloud. He may be coming. Oh, he may want to wake you up to something here tonight through your cloud. Sister Pat, I was riding along with her today. I do that every now and then. <laughs> and uh, I said, tell me about the story that you, uh, have y'all got, got a few more, couple more minutes? Is it, is it time to go? We could get out now. Some of y'all couldn't go home anyway because your young people are over there and they stay an hour longer than we do, so... <laughs> <laughs> and I said, tell me about that, about that story, that, that, what did I say, how did I say it, that snow, that, that what, the sign God gave you, Can't, will y'all listen to this a minute, she wanted me to tell <laughs> it's your story, it is my story, and it's an anchor for me, it's something I can always go back to, and I know God answers prayer. We were in a situation, it's been many years ago now, and I was, uh, I was troubled. I was very troubled. And uh, I told God, we've got to have direction. We've, I've got for sure to know what you want us to do. If we're doing the right thing, I've got to know this. And 
I didn't tell anybody else. I didn't even tell him until it was over. But sometimes when you get desperate, you'll pray desperate. And I was praying desperate. And, and please don't crucify me over this. But I told the Lord, I said, God, I've got to have a sign that you are with us and that, you, that we are doing the right thing and that you're going to take care of this situation. And I said, God, I can remember it was in the middle of March. And I told the Lord, I said, Lord, I know it's not in the forecast. I know nobody's mentioned it. But I said, I want you, if you're going to do this for us and we're right, doing the right thing, I want you to let it snow. I want it to snow tomorrow. And there wasn't a sign of snow in the forecast. I thought, the reason I did that, I wanted to know assuredly that God was doing what he said he was going to do. And I can take you to the place when I stood in front of that window over there and looked out the next morning and the ground was covered in snow and there was still snow coming down. You don't forget things like that. It was a sure sign to me. God did that for me. And I believed it and I still refer to that today. It's an anchor for me because if he did that, he can do anything. Oh yeah. Hallelujah. 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 Brother Patton, you told me a story about a house or something. Y'all selling a house or buying a house or something. You got some good sign about it. God just answered prayer overnight or whatever. You remember that? Can, can you tell us? You got it? Will you mind? <laughs> hey, before I tell you this story, let me, let me tell you something that what reminded me why you were talking about this boat. The spectrum of light we, we can see is be between 400 nanometers and 750, and it goes through the different colors. But the fiber optic cables that run between here and connects us up to the internet that we've just recently got that we're transmitting, it goes at 1,300 nanometers, 1,500 nanometers, and if you look in the end of the fiber cable, it'll probably damage your eyes if it's on, but you can't see it. So even when you can't see it. God still has a spectrum of light being refracted. And it's above and beyond what we can see. So that bow, even though you can't see the bow, it's there. It's there. <laughs> I think that's what, amazing. <laughs> well, I, the, story that, the story that you're referring to is uh, my wife had, uh, we had had a house. And we lived in the house and on one side of the street. And we... The lake was on the other side of the street, and we had little kids, so we didn't, wanna, we didn't want our kids to be close to the lake, you know. They didn't know how to swim or what have you. They were too little. And so, but as they grew up, we'd like to be on the lake. And so we saw that this house always, about every, that, lived, that we live in now, we saw this house about every so often, a van would pull up, and the people would get out of the van and go in the house. And they'd be there two or three days, and they'd come back and throw luggage in the van, and they'd leave. And they'd stay gone for three months, and then they'd come back, and they would do this two or three times. Well, finally, a Mayflower truck pulled up, took all of the contents of the house, and put it in the Mayflower truck. 
And so we knew someone was going to be moving. They were going to be moving. So I went over there and I handed my card. There was a guy in there painting, a black gentleman. And I said, could you give this to the owners of the house and tell them that I'd like to buy their house? So the guy called me. He said, I'm a, I was a stock, tra- uh, stock broker. And this stockbroker, his wife had inherited a large sum of money. And he said, my wife bought this house. This house is not in my name. It's in my wife's name because she didn't want me to lose her inheritance on the stock market. So he said, so this is her house. It's in her name. It's not in my name. And I said, well, uh, he said, I'd like to come meet you. So we met Sunday after church, and he, uh, come ac- he met me at my house. And I said, it's going to take a miracle for me to buy your house because I have a huge note on this house. And I don't have the money to buy your house. He said, well, um, I'm a pastor. I got out of the stock market, and I am a, a Presbyterian pastor. And they elected me, and I would go around and preach at, uh, at churches that needed an interim pastor. And whenever they finally, a church said they wanted me to be their pastor in Milan, Tennessee. He said, so we moved all of our stuff. He said, but my wife, she prays in a closet, and she speaks in another language. She has what you call a prayer language. Do you know what I'm talking about? And she said that some man was going to come. The Lord told her in her prayer closet that a man was going to come across the street and was going to buy her house, and she didn't even have to do anything. She wasn't going to have to put a for sale sign up. We weren't going to pay no commission, anything. And I said, well, like I said, it's going to take a miracle for me to still buy this house because I'm here. And he reached in his pocket. He grabbed his keys and he said, this doesn't belong to me. And my wife said, the Lord told me that you were going to buy the house. And he handed me the keys and he said, you got a year to make up your mind how you're going to pay for it. And so we moved into that house. And it's the worst thing that you can do is move about 15 feet. (laughs) always move a couple miles down the road but God provided that house and we were able to sell that other house and go get a note on the house so God always makes a way you know what I'm talking about that woman got a rainbow didn't she oh yeah hallelujah sister Peggy have you got a story you need to tell us what God did how God worked for you in some way or the other. You got it? I don't want to embarrass you, but do you have do you have a story? I, it's your it's your story. Any, anything in particular? I do remember I do remember her and Lee sitting right there. And uh, a young guy was here, come out of Bible school with Patrick. And Lee and Peggy had been here for about four or five months, I'm thinking, or so. And God saw their sincerity and wanting to go to the right church, whatever. And they moved over here. And this young guy walked right around there and went behind them both and began to lay hands on them. They began to get the Holy Ghost right there, sitting right there. You're talking about a rainbow. You're talking about a sign.
I guess I do have a story. You had just had open heart surgery, and they, they, somebody brought a chair over here and set it down in the aisle so you could pray. We knew it was going to take you to pray Big Daddy through. <laughs> and I was in the floor. I was, that's the reason I'm so partial to this, to this seat right here. Uh, this is where we got, it's where we got the Holy Ghost. Absolutely. Absolutely. Woo! Lord, good, ain't it, Brother Billy? Hallelujah. God's good. You got, come over here. Meet me halfway. That's right. If y'all got to go, just go. We're going to get this one anyway, all right? Well, in, hearing these other stories encouraged me to, to tell y'all mine. I, I don't know if any of y'all know this. I've, I've told it three or four times over the years, but back in 2006, back then I went through a, a devastating divorce, totally unexpected, and I'm a sentimental kind of guy. But anyway, I, I'd get to praying, you know, Lord, send me what I need. Send me what I need. But my, I, I got up to come to work, to go to work one morning, and I was squalling, crying. And I said, Lord, just take it all away. I don't take away these memories. Just give me a new life. And uh, I got home about 3 o'clock that day, and... Uh, I went to the garden. I bought me a new garden tiller. And about 10 or 15 after 3, Amanda came running down to the garden, Melinda's daughter, oldest daughter. She said, the house is on fire. Of course, I run to the house in that state of mind, opened the back door, and, and uh, smoke was boiling out. And it's crazy how you think in a situation like that. I said, if I turn these breakers off, the fire go out. Oh, that's crazy. Then I got the water hose and I was going to put the fire out, but it was bad. And, and, and I'll cut this short. I remember being on my hands and knees in the backyard praying to save my mother's pictures in the video I had of her. Because mother passed away of cancer couple of years before and I'll, and when I was praying and I could feel it just as sure as I'm standing here he says I'm taking it all away just as sure as I'm standing here that's what I felt but anyway after the fire was gone all that was left was my mother's pictures and video on the fire safe he answered that prayer. I got in a hurry. I built the house back in the same spot, but I couldn't live in it. He kept reminding me, I took all that away. It's time for you to go start your new life. And I sold it, and we moved to Hickory Flat. You can't tell me, God, He, if it's very sincere in your heart, and he knows what you need, and, and, and you're crying out to the only one that can help you. 
he, he answers prayers. And I'll, I'll never forget it. And, 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 you know, that morning I promised him, you know, if, if you'll take all this away, I'll give you everything I got. He, got, he kept his end of the bargain. I fell short of many a day. I still got the rainbow. Still here. I went through a lot, through the cancer. It could have went either way. Uh, five bypasses in 2020. Never had a chest pain in my life. It could have went either way. I could have, I could have dropped, passed away any, any moment. And uh, God, God will keep you in line. Honor your promises that you make to the Lord. I, I will say that. But he is a, he is a prayer answering God. Thanks. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Stand with me. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. If you got a special need tonight, you're going through a storm, going through a problem. Just know that the rainbow's in the cloud. God kept you this far. He's going to keep you all the way. He can give us an expected end, the Bible said. Isn't that wonderful? We don't have to be disappointed at the end, but God can give us what we need all the way home. Lift your hands, lift your voices, and thank God for the rainbows you've had. Thank God for the times you've had with him. Keeping us, Lord, blessing us, God, directing us, God. Being with us so many times, Lord. Oh, yes. Amen. Why don't we let, reach over and pray for somebody close to you and just ask the Lord to help each one of us as we face the troubles and trials of life, the things that go on in this world, that God just help us to remember his promises never fail. His promises never fail. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I pray you bless my brothers and sisters. I pray, God, Lord, you know what each one might be facing. God, you know the ones that are dealing with terrible circumstances. I pray you give them your grace, your strength, oh God. Thank you for the covenants you made with us, oh God. Thank you for the rainbow that you gave to tell us and to prove to us, Lord, that you're with us. God, I pray strength for my church family. For those that are struggling, going through discouragement, disappointment, trial and test, God, I pray that you give them strength that comes only from you and your spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. You can be dismissed in the name of the Lord. We'll see you Sunday.